0: Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory to God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. As we continue this feast of the Dormition of the Mother of God, there was a particular hymn from uh, the vigil that we had on Monday evening that stuck out to me. And it is the Epos, which occurs in the middle of the canon. Is actually read and enchanted at the end in our practice. But this is how the prayer goes. Set a rampart about my mind, O my Savior. For I make bold to sing the praises thy most pure mother, the rampart of the world. Establish me firmly within the fortress of my words, and make me strong within the defenses of my thoughts. For thou dost promise to fulfill the petitions of those that entreat thee with faith. Endue me with a tongue and ready speech, and with thoughts that are without shame. For every gift of enlightenment is sent down from Thee, O guiding light, who dwelt within her virginal womb. There's very often in our hymnody where the chanter or who the reader kind of steps back and kind of talks in a meta way, even in prayers about what they're doing. Basically, you know, God strengthen me, fortify me, because I want to be able to. Sing it right, I want to be able to rightly declare, rightly ask with what you give. And it is this image of rampart, of fortress, that you will make my mind like a fortress. That the thoughts that assail uh, are pushed back. Because I want to sing the praises of the most pure mother of God who is the rampart of the world, the fortress, the wall that protects the world. If we were to come to the services of the church, uh, well, any of the services of the church, there's all sorts of hymnody about the Mother of God. There's particularly the Marian feasts uh, that picks up all of these images from the Old Testament. This idea of a rampart, of a fortress, that the Mother of God, as we will in just a month and a half with October 1st, uh, with the protecting veil of the Mother of God, there's been long been a sense of going to her for protection. There is, of course, all sorts of other metaphors, images, and things, and as particular as I think about Fortress, and one of the main things, especially through this Feast of the Dormition, is she's referred to often as the Ark, that she is uh, a dwelling place of God. Of course, we know the Ark that was commanded by God to be built, that was what guided Israel, the presence of God, right at the very heart of the tabernacle was the Ark of the Covenant, where God met with the people. And that within the Ark of the Covenant, we know, especially made very clear in the Old Testament, About the Ten Commandments, and then we know about the budding rod of Aaron, the jar of manna, all of these things that we, of course, then replicate upon the altar here. But that the Mother of God, being referred to as Ark, has the presence, all sorts of dimensions to it. She mediates the presence of God because, as this prayer ends with, God dwelt within her womb. But there's something else about the Ark of the Covenant. It was not just the mediating presence of God, but it functioned not just sitting somewhere where everybody uh, went before David goes and prays before or the high priest goes in once a year. It was also active in that movement of Israel, and very active especially, so much so that when the Israelites went to fight the Philistines, what, what do they want to take with them into battle? The Ark of the Covenant. What leads the march around Jericho? The Ark of the Covenant. There is, it's not just kind of a, trying to get this, this fortress or this placeholder of God. There's also this kind of active force in the world. We talk about the Mother of God and the great names or titles for her is that she's the champion leader? She's the great general. That she leads the forces of God against the demonic, against the enemies of God. So, of course, in this prayer, asking Christ to make a rampart about our minds so that we can be strengthened to sing about the strength of the church, the Mother of God, the first fruit of the resurrection. The one in whom God Himself dwelt. The one in whom saw a great icon of her, you have her in all these kind of motherly protecting like a veil, or I saw one with her with a sword. Mama bear. <laughs> Coming out. The Ark of the Covenant is not just this kind of, you know, internalized thing, it's also this active presence of God in the world, fighting. Protecting, because protecting is not just a passive kind of defensive posture. There's something about defense that is also there's an offense, there is pushing back. And that is the Mother of God who is an active force, one of our main go tos in prayer. Of course, God, that is assumed. But it is particularly the Mother of God in the heart of the church that says the first fruit of the resurrection. As a standing at the head of the church, not being the head of the church, that is Christ's specific and only role, but that she is there supporting, praying, protecting, active, uh, that she is a force to reckon with. And so we need to go to her for prayers. And if there's something that we know from the experience of the church, her prayers are very powerful. That's why. She comes up all the time. So let us ask Christ to continue to uh, put a rampart around our minds that we may sing the praises of the Most Holy Mother of God, the rampart of the world, that we may uh, be able in the strength to not have thoughts uh, that overwhelm us of shame, as it says in the prayer, but of power. And of right thinking and right glory that we give and reserve only for the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Amen.